How are we going, mates? This is Ryan Roland-Smith. Welcome back to another episode of The Top Step. Grant Balfour and Coe, the apprentice, are about to join me. Before we get into everything that's going on around Major League Baseball, I just want to say make sure, if you're a new listener, and there's a lot of you, I actually ran into a lot of you at T-Mobile Park over the weekend saying you love the podcast, you just learned about it, you jumped on the Logan Gilbert episode, make sure you go back and listen to some of the good episodes. Even if you're not a fan of other teams, there's some really good players around the league that we are chatting to having some really good conversations. So go subscribe, go tell your friends, and we appreciate everyone tuning in every single week. We have got so much to get to. I'm so happy baseball's back, if you cannot tell. All right, enjoy this episode. It's Grant Balfour and Coey the Apprentice. Join me right here on the top step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> Face Face Hall of Famer. Famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life. <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. As six. Victor Martinez and Grant Belfort join and benches have cleared. My goodness. This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up. He talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, right, killing welcome them. back, fellas. <laughs> How you going, man? I'm doing well. Kelly, the apprentice. How you doing, champion? I'm doing excellent. Good to see you both. Mate, you crushing what you crushing lollies this whole time and been getting ready to start or what? Yeah. Well, my candy? professor my professor rolled into class yesterday with all his kids' Easter candy. So I'm crushing. I got a bag of gummy bears, Twizzlers, Swedish fish, MMs. Nice. We're living this morning. What's he a professor in? It's, this is my film editing class. I've never taken oh. a art class in my life, and I'm loving it. It's really fun. Nice, man. Nice. Well, get him, get him on the uh, get him on the show. We'll do a video version of this, and he can <laughs> he can be the guy. We'll we'll get all the technology done. Yeah, that's right. Okay, listen, guys, we have got we have got a ton to get to. A big first week. Baseball is back now. How, great first week, man. I know, Kelly, you were doing the uh, the Padres tour. You were two and two, I believe. Right, watching those two, games. I was I went to two games in Arizona, two games out here in San Francisco, which is closer to Davis where I live. So I was one and one in San Francisco, one and one in Arizona. I'm 500 on the year. I like it. There is so much to get to, and I got to say, man, like the whole thing about oh, baseball needs to get a younger fan base and all this rubbish. It's all honestly, it's all bullshit. I think, man, I, baseball is killing it right now. It, it, the, this week was this yeah. the first weekend was an absolute blast. I got to say. So there's yeah. plenty to get to. Before we do that, though, we're going to do the Australian word of the day. We do have a lot of new listeners, some people who bumped into me over the weekend. I was out at T-Mobile Park Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm out there all week this week as well. But I will say, fellas, I, 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 it is cool when I'm walking around and people say, hey, man, love the podcast. It's awesome. Hey, yeah. just just started listening. I said, oh, what episode are you up to? Oh, I jumped in on this one, that one. I said, hey, make sure you go check out this episode or blah, 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 blah. So we do have a lot of new listeners. Yeah. I do want to explain this. We always kick it off with the Australian word of the day. Obviously, Grant Balfour, he is born and raised in Australia. Myself, Coey the Apprentice is getting a little bit of an education here with some of these words. Now, this one, Balfour, what do you got, mate? You, you've got a good one for yeah. us. You, uh, we just had Easter, mate. Just had Easter break. Usually, you have some people over, you know, a little bit of a celebration with the family or whatever. 
this is one thing that we do back home in Australia. You might call some of your mates and say, hey, mate, you want to come on over this weekend for a piss up? <laughs> I, love how, I love how you tie Easter in to that. Like basically, yeah. like because I remember that. <laughs> that just automatically took me back to when I was in my 20s. I get home, back home, and like, oh, hey, hey, you know, Choco's having a piss up, mate. You heading over there? <laughs> yeah, Easter break, mate. You got four. It's, uh, it's a long weekend, mate. Don't have to go to work Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cricket on a yeah. Sunday, Arvo. You can roll right into Monday. That's it. So basically, a no, piss I- up. A piss up is basically you go around to your mate's place. It doesn't have to be at someone's house, I guess, right? I mean, you, no, you, it could be anywhere. Call- it's 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 actually just a social occasion, a social event, and uh, just a party, just to get together, basically with the you know with family, friends, whoever. And you just get stuck into the piss. Get stuck into the <laughs> So, so you, uh, is it you, you cold ones back? You, you bring your own. You bring your own. Bring your own slab or what? Slab. And by the way, uh, Kelly, yeah, is- mate. Usually, usually the boys will rock up the slab. You know, if they're good. If not, yeah. uh, usually, you know, usually you're pretty well stocked in the fridge. You know, usually most blokes in Australia keep. Yeah, at least a slab on hand. Just in so case if I'm like, <laughs> if I say to Cal, hey, Cal, are you going over to Bow's piss up or what? What can Cal, a, slab? a slab, exactly. So I would say, this is how it goes. I would say, hey, Cal, are you heading over to Bow's piss up? And then, Cowie, you would be like, oh, yeah, has he, has he got has he got grog there? <laughs> and Bow's like, no, nah, bring your own slab, mate. Yeah, a, slab is, a slab is a carton slash a case of beer. So Look like it, a, you know, yeah. what 20, 24 are your best, mate? 24, mate. Yeah. <laughs> 24 coldies. Tinnies or you know, bottles, whatever you want. <laughs> so an American translation would be like, hey, are you going to hang out with your friends and get a 30 rack of beers? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Basically. Yeah. Grab your rack. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's not, I know Grant talks about like it's you know social occasion. It's not the most sophisticated thing. It's it's more of, yeah, if the footy's on, which is happening right now, or the cricket's on. Might get loose. I got some. I got some updates for the footy. Don't you worry. Uh oh. Uh oh. Absolute, absolute blinder this weekend, mate. Absolute blinder. Right here now. The new the the um, Newcastle Knights have just signed Ponga to a five year deal. Five year, five million. Hey, what about a mate of mine, Grant? A mate You're of mine. Five million. There was a lot of controversy over that whether it was going to happen or not. But they've come out and done it. The pay scale is a little different to the US, but a buddy of mine, I, I wish I could show That's the one photo. of the top players in the, they're getting paid, top players in the league are getting around 1.1 million. Right. 1. 1.2 would be about your top player. Which Compared is, to you know, about 800, 850 odd grand, 800 odd grand Australian dollars, uh, American dollars, I'm sorry. So you're yeah. talking about almost minimum wage for, for a baseball player is your top player in rugby league in Australia. So it's just, it's kind it's of different. hard to fathom, but it's just different, man. Like, look, and Aussies love their sport. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they they, oh, they yeah. pack the they pack the places out, everything, and everyone's watching on a Friday, Saturday night when NRL season's on. But mate, the pay scale is completely different. You compare, man. Like, I saw that. So, a buddy of mine, I, I'd, I'd love to show you the the uh, photo. Of it. A buddy of mine sent me the image, like the graphic of Ponga five years, five mil, like this. You know, like it was like a news article or something. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, mate, he goes, mate, you need to talk about this on your podcast. This will blow your American listeners out of the water. Like, you're talking about the, like, the amount of <laughs> Well, they, um, Penrith Panthers just signed uh, Cleary, Nathan Cleary and his dad, Ivan Cleary, to uh, extensions oh, yeah. as well. Because they're, they're probably 
the best team in the comp right now, them and uh, Melbourne right up the top. And uh, he just got himself a five year, just about five point, I think 2 million or something like that. 5.5. And uh, they, they put in the headlines, mate, five year, 5.5 mega deal. I'm like, (laughs) I mean, over here, if you see that goes through the ticker, you know, like a five year, five mil in baseball, you're like, ah, well, think about like Ozzy Albies, right? Seven years, 35, and everyone agrees that might be the you know cheapest contract in all of baseball. And that would be oh, like no. seven times as much as... Yeah, I, I didn't even realize, man. Grant sent me a link to that. Um, and you look at that, and again, this is a guy who played in the World Series last year, and, and this is not something we, we've got a lot to get to today. But yeah, I looked at that, I was like, whoa. You know, you, you forget. Like, for example, in the NFL, now I'm trying to compare the NRL to the NFL. Now, Geno Smith is a backup quarterback. Uh, he just re-signed with the Seahawks. And, yeah, here we are on radio because I was co-hosting radio on Friday, and you, you do have to talk about the uh, NFL a lot more. The NFL gets a lot more coverage on the radio station I work at than, than MLB, that's for sure. But they're like, you know, Geno Smith, it's you know, low risk, 3.5 mil, uh, incentives up to seven, so it's not a big deal. I'm sitting there like, you know, when you compare that, yeah. it's, it's again, this is for a backup. Cheese, that's Drop crazy. That's crazy. All right. All right. Let, let, let's get let's get right to it. Now, one thing real quick before we kick off some of the things around around baseball and a few other things we saw. Grant, I've got to ask you this, man. And, and Kelly, yeah, you can man. jump in on this one as well. People ask, people ask me all the time. Now, Ty France here with the, the, the Mariners, he gets he gets hit a lot, right? He hit lead, led the league and hit by pitches last year. And people ask, people say, what's different about pitching? in this generation than what it was back in the day. And my comment was, and, and I copped a little bit of this on social media, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, so like, I wasn't knocking pitching today. Pitching today is elite, man. Like everyone's throwing a hundred. Everyone's pitching up in the strike zone with the filthiest breaking balls you've ever seen. One thing though, the guys struggle with, and you see the tail end of this generation, the tail end of this generation. I'm talking about the Adam Wainwrights, the Max Scherzer, are the guys who are towards the, the later part of their career. They can pitch on both sides of the plate, especially pitch inside. Now, we saw this, the Nationals, with, with Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor early on in the year. The catcher sets up in, missing by a mile, right? It's not intentional. Guys just don't have the need, I think, especially in the offseason going into the, into, into the season, to have to pitch left and right, pitch especially pitch inside. That was a big thing, Grant. Remember that? It's like, oh, you have to yeah. pitch in at this level. You have to learn how to pitch in to these guys. And if yeah. you miss, you're going to get crushed. Grant, do you yeah. notice that, man, when you're watching now, guys just pitch up in the strike zone all the time. I get it, but guys just cannot yeah. seem to throw inside. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm watching a lot of the games and I'm seeing guys, you know, the, the way the strike zone's changed over the years too. They're pitching to the strike zone. The, the strike zone has expanded up. It's up and down as opposed to wide. So they're pitching to that strike zone. They're taking advantage of that high strike. And then they're throwing that breaking ball right off of that high high strike, off that plane, dropping those 12, six curveballs in there. You know, and you get the guys sweeping the slider off the plate. But uh, you definitely don't see the guys throwing in as much. I, I think, you know, more your veteran guys still throwing in. But like you said, the younger guys, I feel like they're just out there really just rearing back and just trying oh, yeah. to blow the doors off guys up and then just spinning that breaking ball, trying to get that nasty spin and, and get guys waving at breaking balls. You know, we've seen a few guys go in um, and, and, and as it happens, you know, guys have been hit and guys, some guys are just plain wild. You know, there's guys that have got live yeah. arms and they just, they're just wild. They haven't been out of team it yet. 
Yeah, it's a little bit scary when you get a guy out there throwing 100 and he doesn't know where it's going. And you can understand why the Mets weren't too happy when they saw some of those pitches going up and in. They could have put those guys out that are yeah. you know, yeah. making a lot of money or just big cogs in the team. Could have been out for the season with broken jaws, you know? Grant, you talked about pitching inside. Now, obviously, guys are pitching to spin. So they obviously recognize technology now can identify the fact that spin plays a huge part. Also to approach angle, too. I don't, I don't want to dive too much into approach angle, but we talked about this. With, we had Paul Sewald on a couple episodes ago. Matt Brash up here with the Mariners. Uh, Jack Leiter, a new draft pick who everyone's so high on. They talk about approach angle, the way the ball approaches over the plate. The, the flatter that approach angle is when you have that high spin, high velocity too, it's tougher to stay on plane for the hitter. <clears throat> so I don't want to dive too much into that, but the combination yeah. of pitching up, not commanding a ball because it, it just doesn't have the same prevalence as what it did five years ago. And then the ball, you miss arm side. Guys miss arm side all the time, Grant. I know like, you know, if you were spinning out or you're too quick to that front side, boom, guys miss arm, spot, arm side. So all of a sudden you're seeing yeah. balls up and in like crazy. You know, to right, I mean, right, I'm watching, right, right I'm on watching right. a guy actually, uh, this might come from, we will know the name, Guerrero. They just traded from the Padres, I believe, over to the Rays. And this guy is 95. Javi yeah. yeah, yeah. Javi Guerra, sorry. And this guy is... I mean, he was 100, coming up 100. Right now, he's 95, 97, throwing bullets. But I, I watched his front side, and he's just he just opens up. And I feel like they yeah. see the ball. I'm just – I'm like, oh, how's yeah. this guy got a seven? How does he get hit with the stuff he's got? But I just see him And you lose extension, too. You lose extension, yeah, too. It, yeah, you lose that two feet of extension. I teach it all the time with the kids. You lose that two feet of extension. You're not hiding the ball. Yeah. Um, just watch the guys out there that hide the ball. You see, like the hitters pick up the ball late, and then when you have that rotation and that real high spin rates, you know it's hard for it's hard for a hitter to jump on that, and it's yeah. late life. They've always talked about late life. It's basically the same thing as high spin rate, whatever you want to call it. It's just another name for it, if you ask me. Yeah. Some guy will say, "Hey, this guy's got late life on the ball." It's because the ball rides out, and a lot of times too, you get these guys that throw this ball you're talking about with that angle and the ball does not, it just doesn't hit the ground. It just keeps riding through the strike zone. And you get a lot of guys getting calls in that lower part of the zone on a fastball where the hitter sees it. And like you talk about that approach or whatever it is, he sees it and he thinks it's going down for a ball, but it just continues to spin and rides out through that lower part of the zone. And you see him sitting there, you know, backwards K. You two both know way more about pitching than I do, obviously. But from my, my perspective is, A, the high fastball that we've seen become this huge new trend in the last few years combats the launch angle that we've seen from the hitters, right? If you're yeah. throwing a fastball in the high 90s at their letters, it's harder to get the launch angle swing that they're looking to get it off. And then in terms of inside-outside, like you were talking about, Grant, I don't <laughs> think location and command is as prioritized coming up through the system, getting drafted, making your way up through the minor leagues, the, as is throwing 98 to 100 with the good 100%. slider. You don't know where it is. 100%. I mean, I can tell you, when I first signed and came over, they told me, it was like, you got to be able to pitch down. It was get it down, on down, the knees, down. get it yeah. on the knees, get it on the knees all day long. If, if the ball came up to waist level, it was like, nope, get it down. You got to get it down. As soon as they saw the ball start to come up, that's when the manager would be like, hey, the ball's starting to come up in the zone. He's going to get hurt. They go out and get you. Nowadays, man, they're pitching up in the zone. I mean, yes, you could show up for effect, but it wasn't 
it wasn't the same. It was everything was just implemented into your heads. Hit the knees, hit the knees, hit the knees all day long. Pitch down in the zone, and you won't get hurt. But as we know today too, there's a lot of hitters that are low ball hitters, and they want the ball down there. And you've got to go up in the zone. You've got to have those hands. Once the hands start to go up, we all know that the bat's going to lag and it's going to take longer to get to that ball. You know, once you can pitch above up in the zone, and when I try to teach kids, I'm telling them when up in the zone doesn't mean just letters here because they can get on top of it. It means when that bat head starts to dip and the hands are going to, the knob of the bat's got to go up to the ball, that's when that bat head's lagging and it can't just get the head on it and just, you know, where you see some guys that are strong enough. And they can just, you know, hit that ball that's up in the zone because they just drop the heads. It's really not elevated enough. Hey, um, one of the greatest players of our generation this past decade, Mike Trout, one of the greatest players of all time, is the best low ball hitter in the sport. So how do you make the adjustment? You start throwing that fastball up there like you're talking about, Grant. Yeah. You talked about Harvey Guerra with the extension, Grant, right? So here's a couple numbers for you. This is the extension he gets from the rubber. He's 5.6 feet of extension. That's not good. Right, no, a lot of that, and he could be way better than that. I could, they got Logan Gilbert, who he just had on, is 7.5 feet. Right, oh, yeah, he, he has elite extension, but you want to be six, six and a half feet. That's kind well, of like Robbie guy, Ray, for example. He's probably to change that guy, it wouldn't take much to change him. No. It's all to do with the front side, staying oh, yeah. on, staying on plane, staying on target, and he could, he could easily get another foot. Or more on that. For sure. And what, what that does too, if, if kids are listening too, what happens is, and, and Grant's talking about delayed shoulder rotation or thora- delayed thoracic spinal rotation. So in other words, you want your, your, your lower half to get to a spot where the hips are in a good place. The, the shoulders come at the last, the last second they turn and go. And that, that develops that good front side. And all of a sudden now you've got extension. If you spin too early, it's kind of like I tell kids this all the time. When you're hitting, you don't start swinging the bat before your foot lands. You let your foot stomp and then boom, you swing. And you see all these power hitters, a big stomp that, you know, Justin Turner, Mitch Hanniger, that big stomp. And then boom, hips go, shoulders go. Hips go first, shoulders go last. Hips, hip and shoulder separation. Think about from that all the time. ground up. Everything exactly. works from the ground up. It's, a, it's a, the kinematic sequence of events. The same as pitching. If you have that thing where you've just got that weak ass front side and you're doing like, the, the, you know, you're tucking that glove in all of a sudden, everyone, everything's spinning out before at foot strike or before. You're going to have that five and a half or you know five point four extension he's got on some of these pitches too. The hitter, you're the doing yourself a disfavor. You're yeah. definitely doing yourself a disfavor. The hitter's seeing the ball earlier. He's got more time, and you just can't accelerate about- to release. So when you let go yeah. of a ball, you're actually there's like a good inch before you let go of that ball where you start to decelerate. But when they talk about extension and having that good delayed shoulder rotation, sorry to get into all this crap. But the, wow, you can it's actually, good. it's good stuff. The kids need your, to know your deceleration cuts down to like half an inch, right? And this is just, I'm just using round numbers here. You start to decelerate way closer to when you let go of that ball, as opposed to when you spin out and your shoulders are going on you and your hands trying to, trying to follow, you're looking at more like two inches or whatever, whatever it may. I, I'm just using round numbers just to be, because we're talking on audio yeah. here. But it's, it's so funny, man. And, and these guys just try and what's called, you know, muscling up. You hear that all the time. But they try and throw from back on the rubber as opposed to just let that lower half get them to a spot and then zap. Just like when you hit. Get, get into that, I mean, that good look at the position. Look at the kid with the Royals. And I'm trying to think. The, give, me, give me the guy's name. The closer right now for the Royals. Stalmont? Oh. Is he the closer? Maybe Stalmont. But I, I got to get his name. I can't be 100% sorry. He was, he was there last year. 
And uh, he's there closing out games now. I mean, this guy has sound mechanics. He's straight up, straight down, on target, and throws an absolute dart at 101. I mean, it's just it's the easiest 101 you'll ever see. And it's just it's just an easy leg lift and go. There's nothing nothing crazy it. about it, you know? Josh Stallman. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's it's, I it's impressive to watch. I mean, the guy throws an is. absolute dart. It's just an easy mechanics. There's not much to it. Stays back, leg lift, and then just rocks back and fires. It's, I mean, Josh it's, it's easy, easy. It's good to watch. I mean, I think it's good to watch, but it's yeah. I'm looking at I'm honestly. looking at images right now, man. I'm looking at the glove is a the gloves above the belt. He's got the hip. He's got the knee, hip, and and shoulder at release. Relationship is like nails, dude. Uh, I'm yeah. just looking at images right now. Dude, I, we're gonna bring him on, man. We're gonna get him on the show. Um, Talk about. I, it. I'm telling you what, the guy, the guy's, the guy's something else. And I, I should have probably. Uh, been talking about him earlier in the year for some awards or something. I think that guy's got just looking at him. I feel like he's he's going to do something big in the game one of these days, reliever of the year or something. Hendricks has got his work cut out this year, mate. Okay, <laughs> all right, we have gotten way off track here. We, we, yeah, we have, we have. That's we've, all right. di- we've dived into the weeds. I love it. That's what's good about this show that we can we can go on go on any yeah, any, any go off for days, hey, mate. I do want to talk about this. I know I should never brought up pitching, and otherwise, Kelly's sitting there like, hurry, hurry oh, up! I think it's awesome. I yeah, think no. it's really cool. You guys know what you're talking about. I think I get annoyed when people like me start talking about pitch rotation. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You guys do. So I like you. Hey, listen to this. All right. So, so speaking of pitching, all right, you say Kikuchi. I think I brought this up to you guys before. Did you guys see when he was on the man's pitch? You say Kikuchi, I say Kikachi. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was clever. You uh, say Kikuchi, former Mariner. I watched him the last couple of years. This guy's hot and cold. Yeah. He had a good streak there, made the all-star team last year, and then just went off the rails. He's off to a good yeah. start. But did you see – I wanted to get you – our good friend, Adrian Hernandez, he's on the mound. He's engaged with the rubber, and then he goes to the mouth. You get fingers to the mouth to try and get grip. Uh-huh. You're supposed to disengage the pitcher's rubber, go for it, and then back yeah. off. Angel Hernandez, ah, gotcha. You did it while you stand yeah. on the rubber. Ball four in and that back. Is oh, this man. an overreaction? What do you think? I uh, mean, I'm wondering if he was just finishing off a little bit of that big league spread, you know, maybe a little bit on the fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a, little, a little bit of that barbie sauce or something. In between, in between but, innings, um, he went in and, yeah, in yeah, that Red Sox dip, clubhouse. Had a little dip with a meat pie or something. Tommy sauce, tried to lick it off. This <laughs> might be a topic for an, another episode, but do either of you have an Angel Hernandez story in the big leagues? Well, I was going to ask oh. Grant, mate. I, I, I've had him behind the plate and he was fine, man. Like, I remember there's a couple times where he's just like, like, snap. And he's just like stand up ball. I'm like, dude, let's go seriously, because he's yeah. like obviously renowned for being this way for years, man. But he's like, he's yeah, been he pretty is. cool with me. Gave me the head nod, like I came off after a game, I pitched well, and he gave me kind of the head nod. Like, oh, he's pretty cool. This is years ago, but yeah, you know, Grant was like, Grant was questioning, like, because he gets so much criticism. Has he still got a he gig? Does. Apparently, off the field, that he had like a PR. I swear to God, a couple of years ago, I, I swear he he hired like a PR service or something. Because all of a sudden you're sitting all these Angel Hernandez doing like charity work and everything off the field. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure all the umpires are nice guys. Sometimes they blow calls that hurt your team, and you want to. <laughs> I, I think I think the thing was with umpires. Now this is just a dumb theory that comes from nothing, but you know what? This is the Top Step podcast, so we're all good. But I have this theory that like umpires, you think about it, man. Now, I'm not saying they never made the team, all right, at all. Like Randy Wolf, I used to work out with Randy Wolf. Remember Randy Wolf of the Brewers? Now, he's, his brother's 
Yeah, his brother's a big league umpire. His brother's the man, dude. Like, he's all shredded. He's in good shape. You know, like, he's got the hair done. It's not like he doesn't let himself go. Like, he looks pretty athletic and whatever. And he's a good dude. So I'm not – and Ted Barrett, awesome. Ted Barrett's amazing. He used to be a boxer. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not – yeah, this is not – this is not like a a generalization or stereotype. But I get the feeling – and I don't know, Grant, you might be able to correct me here. If you're a major league umpire, you think about it, man. Just like – and if you don't know this – Umpires have to work their way through the minor leagues. It's a grind, man. Like you have to work your way level to level through the minor. You kind of like a player. You get evaluated. If you do yeah. well, you go up a level, and you go up a level, and so on. And it's funny. I had this conversation. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I had this conversation with someone over the weekend, and they talked about football referees and baseball umpires because we were watching watching the game, sitting there going, "Geez, that was that was kind of close." You know that pitch right there. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, "Well, you know, the referees in the NFL." They're, they're being moved up and down all the time. Like they are really scrutinized over what they do and they make a lot of changes. Really? Baseball, baseball, I just don't see it. I just don't see it in baseball. They've talked you- about Angel Hernandez here for a long time. I can give you some quotes here. I'm not, I'm just telling you what I'm reading here. This is what I'm reading. Hall of Famer Pedro Martinez said after a game, Angel was horrible. Don't get me going on Angel now. Another pitcher that very well, well known pitcher CC Sabathia said, I don't understand why he's doing these games. He's always bad. He's a bad umpire. These are quotes from these <laughs> big time players, Hall of Famers. Um, there was also Ian Kinsler back in the day was also fined $10,000 for saying how bad of an umpire he needs to find another job. So I mean, there's a lot of big name players here that have questioned him for a long time. It's well, just... they, they work their way up through the minor leagues, like Ryan was saying. But then once they get to the big hey, leagues... I, hey, Coey, I still haven't gotten to my theory yet. But anyway, okay, okay, I, okay, it's okay. a psychological theory. No, Coey, go, go for it. You're, you're onto something here. This is Just my point for. is once you're in the big leagues as an umpire and you have any kind of tenure, it's basically impossible to get fired. Yeah, how does that how does that work, man? Like, you just stay there? Well, like Joe, what, Joe, I mean... Torrey, Joe Torrey actually looks over all these umpires, I believe. He did for a little while. I don't know if that's still his role, but I remember him. Not, yeah, it was his role. I'm not sure if it is. It says, um, well, back here in 2017, it was. Hernandez had filed a, actually had filed a lawsuit against MLB um, with some discrimination over why he wasn't doing overlooked yeah. for World Series games and stuff like that. And he had also cited a feud there with um, Chief Baseball Officer Joe Torrey at the time. So, I mean... They're definitely watching these guys. They're, you know, they're checking into each game and they're and they're monitoring them. But I just don't know how much, how much does it really hold? I, I just don't see them really getting pushed out of the game like I do, um, you know, well, like NFL referees. How is that? Hey, real quick, just back to the theory. I'll wrap this up because uh, everyone's, you know, on the edge of their seats here waiting for my theory. But uh, listen, yeah. <laughs> and, you're an umpire, just like a player. You know, when you're a player, Grant. You and Kelly too, listen to this. So you go up, you go, you get called up to the big leagues. Boom, I'm a freaking major leaguer. It's amazing. All of a sudden, like, you kind of think you're the shit, right? Like, I thought I was pretty fucking cool, man. I was like, oh, I'm a big leaguer. This is awesome. And I was trying to stay the same and be a good dude and everything else. And I was old enough to sort of take it on and and say the right things and, and treat people the right way. And some guys don't put it that way. But if you're a major league umpire, you think about it, man. Like, here you are working your way through the minor leagues. Now you're on TV. Your friends go, oh, what should you do the game? So you're getting this little bit of notoriety. <laughs> like, but yeah. on the same time, at the same time, you're basically 
you're not a superstar. You're not, you're not a hero or whatever, yet you're at this highest level. You've worked your ass off to get here. You're on TV, blah, 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 all those things. On the other side of the fence, no one likes you or no one wants to hear from you. No one wants you to, 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 to yeah. really speak up. They just want you to call the frigging game, don't get in the way and go. So I just You can't be biased. You've got to, I mean, it's probably tough too. I'm, I'm assuming these guys have followed baseball their whole, their whole life. Exactly. And, baseball, and have exactly. some team. Let's, let's just say one's a Yankees fan growing up. Can you tell me he goes behind home plate and he doesn't favor the Yankees? I mean, do they or not? Or do they sit there? Because you know they're baseball fans. You know. And they've got the ear to the ground too, man. They know everything that gets said about them, everything that's going around yeah. with players. They know who's doing well, who's not doing well. Like the strike zone differs. You know, the rookies I mean, they've get got a, a tough treatment. job. They've definitely got a tough yeah. job. And I can only commend them. I mean, I know there's people that criticize them for what they do. And some of some of the guys, I've seen, yeah, some things where, like, this guy, he is pretty bad. You know, like, as a player, if you're pitching and you're awful – and you're gonna you're gonna hear about it too. So yeah. um, I guess when you're at that level, and you're that's what's expected out of you, then you're gonna be criticized based on your performances. You know. Um, yeah. But- there was one other thing here that I just noticed. It was kind of funny, but he said Hernandez was chastised for asking pitcher Homer Bailey for eleven autographed balls after his Bailey's <laughs> no hitter. <laughs> so we asked him to sign eleven balls, mate. Who does that? I mean, maybe I'd say if he if he went and asked him for one, that's okay. But he says, "Oh, here's a case. Can you sign the whole case?" <laughs> but, we got to get anyway, an umpire on the show. I mean, I'd love to hear from hundred. You know, oh, Ted a- Barrett, man. Ted Ted Barrett's the dude. Yeah. Every time I see him, he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" And he he Good did the boy. World Baseball Classic a couple times when I was there, and and. Yeah, like it was one of those things. I was a young player. This is, he was awesome. He goes, Oh, yeah, the Australian guys were great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he used to box. Yeah, we're getting an umpire on the show, man. That'd, that'd, that'd be good. By the way, all I was asking about, we're, we're going off on freaking, we're getting derailed here every every topic. We've got a lot to get to here. All I was asking, what do you guys think of the call? Was it the right, right freaking call or what? To bang yeah. him for the uh, going to uh, his mouth? Mate, we're, we're diving deep today. You know, we're not cutting <laughs> corners. <laughs> Well, I, I, in terms of that call, I mean, it, it's the, there are so many calls for umpires that are technically correct by the rule book that are never really enforced. That definitely being on the list, I think because it's early in the year, I don't have as much of a problem with it. But then you kind of have to call it throughout the year. You can't yeah. call it once or twice and then forget about it. Make it a- consistency. The game is about consistency. Right. So it's right. it's got to okay. be the same behind the plate. You know, anything that you do in this game is very. It's all consistency. So much repetition. So I guess you're right. You got to stick with it. The other thing, the, the other thing is too. Just one more thought on that is, let's say he doesn't call it. You got a manager in the dugout saying, "Hey, wait a second. He just went to his mouth on the blah 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 blah. Like the little nuance thing that the manager's going to get on you. you. Go, oh yeah. Whoops, I didn't say it. I'll see you next time. No, no, no. It's the integrity of the game. So, hey, you know what? Is there a video replay on get that. Off the can you challenge that? Is there a video replay? Question, can you challenge can you? it? We'll have to get Ted. I'm getting Ted Barron off for sure, dude. I'd love to have him on. He'll be a good guest. All right. I'm just looking at the um, big league umpires make $235,000 a year. That's on average. Now, I don't know how accurate this is. You mentioned the NFL referees. On average, they make 188000 So, it's a good uh, gig, man. It's, it's a nice little pay packet, but it's a high-stress yeah, job. Put it that way. Yeah, and, and you're on the road. You, you don't have a home field. You're on the road six months of the year. Okay. And right. you're taking and, balls off the mask. I mean, that's a – Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, we love the umpires around here, don't we, eh? A couple, a couple softies for the umps. Old Grant, old Balfrage up here. He, he uh, loves the umpires, apparently. 
Uh, I don't know if I love him, mate, but um, you had to love him. Hey, no, speak- most, most of the blokes are all right. I mean, every once in a while you look up and you think, Jesus, where was that? You know? <laughs> I know, dude. I'm like, oh, what? I mean, I remember, I mean, I'm pretty sure if we're staying on umpires, like pretty sure I threw some pitches right down the middle and they call it a ball. And I'm pretty sure they're testing you. Just, they're just testing you out for the day. Yeah. You hear stories all the time. As a rookie, they're like, this rookie's going to throw a pitch right down the middle. I'm going to see how he reacts. I'm going to call it a ball. It's a strike all day. I mean, you know, we used to joke sometimes that the pitch right down the middle in the middle of the strike zone is a ball. So just kind of keep it outside of that too. <laughs> but, hey, what about, um, well, there's been some yeah. talk about Julio Rodriguez getting it. Every a, once in a while. But talking about he's getting a rookie treatment, you know, and everyone's like, well, but you know what? You got to prove that you can, can control everyone's the strike zone. Everyone's I had it. So I don't know that rookie treatment's as prevalent today as it used to be just no, because every game not graded for every umpire, every game as a Twitter tracker with the exact location of every pitch. So I, I know what you're talking about and I've seen clips even growing up, you know, a decade yeah, I, ago. I get, I, I should show you guys. I, I get the umpire, the heat maps. I get them every day. Yeah. It's nuts. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. damn. You know? I've seen it and you can see where they call it. I think at this point in 2022, umpires are, trying to get every call right they're yeah. just plus that plus they're up against uh robots too robots are coming yeah, to buddy like yeah. like t1000 mate terminator yeah coming. well did getting on to that if we're still on this topic did you see that did you see that pitch in the minor leagues <laughs> we can't oh, get away from the, the yeah. slider that was called the did you see the slider the kid yeah. threw yeah i threw a slider wasn't even close like i mean okay granted it probably did go through the box but the catcher's got to basically spin Turn and catch the ball, <laughs> missed by two feet, and he gets called for strike three. And the guy, the pitcher, was even dumbfounded. He's like, "What? That was a strike?" Okay. Hey, okay. there is there is one system they're trialing. So I had a meeting, like MLB. We had a meeting uh, before the season started. Just all the things they're doing in the minor leagues. One system they are trialing <clears> is that the umpire, the human umpire, still gets to make calls, but they have a backup for the robotic umpire. And what the teams can do can challenge. Oh, sorry, not the teams, excuse me. The hitter or the catcher has to be right away can challenge. So, for example, if Grant throws a pitch, boom, like this, strike, the hitter can go, I want to challenge that, like right away. And then he, he hits, he goes, challenge, he's in his ear. It was actually, hey, it was actually a ball. Ball, boom. Okay, so you're telling me. Like tennis. Like calls tennis. that pitch we saw the other day a ball. Because it's a, in this day and age, if you're watching TV, everyone and and the world's watching that pitch, that slider, and say, that's a ball. And the pitcher goes, hang on a sec. I'm going to challenge that because that was like that kid through a couple a years ago. That's a great point. You're going to get everybody challenging it. It's going to be an absolute Only mess. the pitcher. Yeah, only the pitcher. The hey. uh, he's going to challenge it. I'll challenge it all day long. If it was there's got to be punishment. There's got to be. You get there's two got to be so many challenges. Yeah. There's only X amount of challenges. Challenge. There's only get like one challenge or whatever. Yeah, one yeah. challenge. Well, you, it sounds like we're do. coming up with backyard baseball right here. Yeah. But a three-two with the bases juiced. The yeah. game's on the line. You're gonna challenge it. Yeah. I mean, whether whether it's a strike or not, you just got to challenge it anyway. Because who yeah. knows? The the robot upstairs might say, "The baseball gods are on your side today. I'm gonna call that a strike. And you're out of the inning." Yeah, but you only, you only get, just like tennis, mate, you only get a certain amount of challenges. But the tennis system... Oh, I know, but I'm just saying, I, I would use it if I had it in my back pocket. The game was on the line. It was meant, it was a walk-off walk. I'm going to use it. Right? Yeah, how about that? Last pitch of the World Series, right down the middle, strike, and, and they go out to celebrate. The hitter's like, no, nah, I'm challenging that. And the umpire's like, come on, they're just a mess up there. Yeah. 
I mean, that's it. You know, and everyone's got to stop. Everyone's got to stop here and do the delayed celebration. Hang on, fireworks. (laughs) Yeah, you'd be that guy. You'd be like, man, challenge. Oh, man, wouldn't you? All right, moving on. Now, we do have a new little segment. We haven't named it yet, but who is performing, who's not performing. We jumped on the hype train with some of these young players. We're going to get into a few names. Koei the Apprentice is going to read them off. Uh, and we're going to say, are we buying or are we selling on some of these players? Before we get into that, we do have to do the all-in moment. It's time for the all-in moment brought to you by All-In Energy Drink, the official energy drink of the Top Step podcast. All-in has hit an absolute bomb. No intentional walks here. No Barry Bond treatments right here when it comes to great taste. In, better for you. The drink you can feel really good about. Available now at drinkallin.com. All right, I just need to have a swig of this real quick before we dive yeah, in. Mate. I have a thirst crusher. All right. That all-in moment. We saw Corey Seager getting intentionally walked, getting a Barry Bonds treatment with loaded bases. By the way, Mike Trout's uh, reaction was fantastic. You can, you can check it out. It's hilarious. He's like, uh, what are we doing? Well, yeah. the man who did that, the last man to ever do that, walk a dude with loaded bases, was this guy right here, Grant Balfour. Under Joe Madden too. Grant, take us back to that yeah. all-in moment, mate. I can remember the day we were out there. It was 2008 and uh, out there in Texas, hot day in Texas as it is. Close game. I know um, I'm trying to think of the actual score of the game, but I know that Josh Hamilton, who was, you know, that was his MVP year or if not right around there, that guy was, you know, kind of lights out driving in 130 or whatever and hitting 40 bombs back then. And uh, he was a threat in the lineup for sure. He was the guy that you weren't going to let beat you. It was I came into the game, was bases loaded, and they've done the, you know, they don't do the four, go down there. It's still four and you got to throw it. You still the have pitches, to actually right? throw it. Oh, so this is the first thing you face. It. So I go in there and Joe come and they say, you know, the catcher puts it out. I'm like, I'm looking around the bases going, <laughs> there's nowhere for him to go. <laughs> we'll, we'll walk. And I kind of looked in the dugout, I was like, just making sure he realized, you know, like it was a blow to bases. And they're like, no, no, this is, this is it. We're doing it. So I'm like, all right. So I threw the first one. I threw it to the backstop. <laughs> I nearly, the run nearly scored. And then anyway, they, uh, I can remember that people were talking. They're like, do you, do you think that was a set play? Were they trying to like scroll? You know, but it wasn't. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I go through. Hey, Greg, were you, were you all fired up? Were you all like, Mad about oh, this? I mean, yeah, just... I was. I was. I was kind of in shock, actually. I think I was in shock, and I don't know. I ended up throwing, sailed one. I've never really done that before, actually. So it was. It kind of rattled me a bit. Anyway, three more walked in. In comes a run. I think we had a like a two or three run lead or whatever it was. It was you know a small lead, but anyway, um, next hit is Marlon Bird and got the punch out and um, got out of the inning. So it worked out. But yeah, it was a uh, it was definitely a different different day for me. It's only ever happened eight times in the history of baseball, so something that hasn't very, happened very often. And uh, yeah, mate, I guess being a part of history and then waiting. Not that I've been sitting here waiting for it, but to see it pop up here in 2022, you know, 14 years later, I'm like, oh man, that, that was me. And you got Joe ago, Madden, who was your manager, who did this against the and Texas manager. Rangers, which against is bizarre. Texas. Very yeah. bizarre. And maybe it's something it, something that something gets into Texas, flies into Texas. I don't know what it is. But um, something in we, the air, mate. 
We're going to have to have to post that clip on social media. Did you... not work out so well for the Angels. Coey knows uh, what happened there. And you want to tell yeah, us what I mean, happened so with the Angels? They, they walked Seager. Then there was a sack fly. So second and third with two outs. At that point, I think you could make the argument that it was kind of successful. And then the pitcher balked in another run. So it's as if oh Seager God. hit a basic clearing double anyways. It didn't yeah. work. The Angels won. So I guess you could argue that it worked in the game. It's a weird argument, but I suppose. Yeah. My I, Joe Madden's known to be kind of quirky and you know has his different managerial styles and everything. When he comes out to talk to you, Grant, and saying, "Hey, you're gonna walk Hamilton right here," I know the bases are loaded. Yeah. Do you challenge him? Are you like calling him crazy? What is going through I, your mind at that point? I can't remember if he actually came out or if he just the catcher just put four <laughs> out. And I just kind of looked into the dugout like. And then I started checking the bases, you know, I started going around. Your head starts on, <laughs> goes on a swivel and you're like, oh, we're, we're, we're going to post this, man. We, we have to post yeah. this on social it's, as soon um, as we get off this recording. Just, for sure. uh, just funny. Just funny how, uh, you know, but um, yeah, I, I can see how, you know, a guy that's that hot, hey, put him on and go for the next guy yeah. and uh, up against a variety. I mean, yeah, I can see why he did it. But in the, but, in uh, the, at the moment, situation, the Rangers were winning. That's what was crazy is in your case and the Barry Bonds case with Buck Showalter as the manager, the teams that walked the hitter were up and didn't want to give up a grand slam right. or yeah. you know, base clearing double. The Rangers in this case were up by a run already in the fourth <laughs> inning, I think it was. It was like, what is happening? It's, uh, it's, and Mike Trout, that's the best part of it all. You mentioned oh, you got to check out the clip. Going, Wait, Yeah, we might have to post that as well. But hey, listen, this, this epic – all in moment was brought to you by All In Energy Drinks. Available at drinkallin.com. Use the promo code the top step or caps to receive ten percent off. Great moment. All right, let's get into it, man. Let, <laughs> let, let's talk about a couple, a couple players. We'll start with the rookies, Coe. We, we're going to talk about are we buying or selling? Now, there's a couple of guys who are performing, underperforming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Coe, who we got first, mate? Yeah, we'll start off with a guy who's come over from Japan. He was a superstar there. He got a lot of money from the Chicago Cubs, and he's off to a really hot start. Are we buying or selling on Seiya Suzuki? I'm gonna. I'm buying, man. I, I look the, now. This is why I'm buying Seiya Suzuki because yeah, you can get off to a hot start. We've seen this happen where you where you knock a couple of balls out out of the yard and everything. But the plate discipline is what gets me. You look at the chase rate; he's in the top one percent. The whiff rate, he's in the top 75% of that. All these other little numbers. Plus, he's got – and this is something that people overlook a ton. He can run too. He's he's quick. So it just forces the defense to be way more – it rushes the defense a little bit. So you're talking about on-base percentage, all these little things. But uh, the biggest thing that stands out to me is the plate discipline, man. You look at how patient he is for – I'm not going to call him a young player, but I think – man, I think this is sustainable. I think, man, he's going to be an absolute stud. I think the Cubs are – Got something good working with him. Now, if he was hitting, if he had good plate discipline, but he's hitting 140, getting overmatched, you could say, all right, you're coming from Japan, you're going to get overmatched. You don't have this kind of pitching. You can have all the plate dis- discipline you want. You can't catch that fastball from the strike zone, but that is not the case. So I'm definitely buying on him. All right, who's next? Quick thing on him real quick. I had the same thought where I watched opening day against Corbin Burns, who doesn't walk anyone, and he yeah. worked a full count walk, and I was like, okay. Yeah. That's a big league. Yeah, exactly. The guy's also not really your typical rookie, too. No, right. Nine years That's of professional true. baseball at a very high level. So, I mean, he's 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 had a few plate appearances. For sure. We'll move on to another rookie here who has also made headlines for plate discipline and specifically not swinging and missing, Stephen Kwan of the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
he okay, ridiculous start, right? Everyone's talking about making headlines like who's this guy, everything else. I'm not saying I'm selling in in the sense of he's going to suck the rest of the year. He's not going to keep this pace up. A little different to what I'm looking at from Say Suzuki in regards to some of the things like the hard hit percentage, um, average exit velo, and things like this, which which yeah, you know, he he falls off the map a little bit on that. Again, plate discipline and contact percent, all, making contact, everything is great, and you hope to see him continue to do his thing. But I'm going to have to say I'm not buying the last the small sample size we've seen already. Can I can I just add one one thing here? Just looking up on this guy. So we we haven't seen a lot of big league time from Quan, right? He's a rookie. But going back into the minor leagues, so we can get a little bit of a, an idea off of the biggest scale of that bats. The guy's had 947 career minor league plate appearances and struck out only 87 times. Right. So pretty pretty good. He does yeah. make contact. He does not strike out. Um, and he's continuing to do that in the big leagues. As of now, he is. Don't forget, you're going to see the, the best of the best now. It's not the minor leagues anymore. But he definitely is... Um, has shown that through his minor league career that he does make contact and uh, and doesn't strike out much. So he, he's definitely a tough out for sure. Yeah, he, he's a definitely a tough out. But you look at, is he hitting the ball hard? All these things tend to catch up to oh, you. Yeah. We, we tend to see that. All right, who's he next? Reminds me a little bit of my favorite player of all time, David Eckstein. No quality oh, yeah. on the left side, but that kind oh, yeah. of gritty at bat. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, David Eckstein. Oh, that's right. You're a big Eckstein fan. That's right. Love David yeah. Okay, we'll go on to a couple rookies here who haven't had as hot of a start. Yeah. Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners. I don't know if Kelnick still counts as a rookie, but obviously a young guy. Jerry yeah, Kelnick's not a hot start either. Yeah, all right. So I've watched these guys you know, pretty heavily. Now, first of all, Julio Rodriguez, up until now, has seen the least amount of fastballs in the big leagues, which when you're a rookie, when you're just fresh onto the scene, man, I mean, that is tough. You want to see some straight baseballs over the plate. So that's number one. So Julio Rodriguez, when you watch him from day one till now, he's chilled out a little bit. He's cut down on the chases. He's not chasing the same amount of pitches. And he's starting to hit the ball hard. He got his first WI the other day. That Exavilo is starting to show up. Let's not forget, too, there was only 20 times where Exavilos were, I believe, over 118 miles per hour. He did that 20 times last year in 2021. He did that three times in spring training. And I'm not saying it's all about Exavilo, but this kid, man, when you watch him, when he cuts down on the chases, which he is, he's just, he's excited right now. He just wants to do too much. When he starts to lay off a pitch here and there and he gets in a 2-1 count, it's going to be damaged. So it's yeah. not going to be the same numbers. Now, Jared Kelnick, this, Jared Kelnick still has a couple of hurdles to get over. He hit a home run. He's hit two balls off the foul pole, actually. Two fastballs, middle, middle and up. I still see him. He hit a ball left field the other day, but I'm still seeing him Eyes light up early, jumping out on a pitch. Now, as Grant knows, when you see a kid jumping out on the pitch, they're susceptible to anything secondary. Now, so I, when you say jumping out, do you mean getting out in front? Out in front. Yeah. Now, and again, I'm not just saying that because you see two balls off the foul off the right field foul pole, and you know he's super early. Also shows you that he's not patient. He's willing to swing at pretty much any right. pitch. The location, it could be just. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, yeah. there's a lot of holes there. There's a lot of weaknesses there. Yeah. And which I think is going to go away. Like, for example, Kendall Graveman threw him pitching in a big, big situation, which was just unhittable. Like, you, no, one's going to, no one's going to do anything with that pitch, period. Yeah. But he, if, if he can get in just a few, let the game come to him just a little bit more and get in better counts, 
he could be a weapon. But right now, I'm still seeing him jumping out, jumping out super early. Just let that ball travel. Trust yourself, man. Trust you're going to get to that pitch. All right, who's, who, who you want to move on? Who's next? We'll go into a couple veterans here. We started young. A guy that used to play in Tampa, down there where Grant is, CJ Crone leads the big leagues in homers as we record. How many has he got now? What, what's he got? Six he hit right six now? last night. He's crushing, dude. Now he's in Colorado, right? So, yeah. look, again, but that doesn't tell the whole story. I mean, they've got a yeah. humidifier which basically bakes those balls. So, <laughs> and yeah, he's, with a, with he's, a, he's doing it. He's, in a, he's doing it in a ballpark that, you know, there are a few home runs hits. I mean, it could be a little windblown, so to speak. You know, he's making contact and, he, and he's putting the ball out of the park. So, uh, they all count. I just, um, I mean, I mean, the guy has shown a lot of power throughout his career. He's shown power, but to have six in the first couple of weeks, he's definitely off to a hot start. You know, the 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 Rockies, man. What are they right now? They're eight and three. What's going on that in the the, NL West, um, Kobe? We we talked about it. Chris Bryant, remember, guys? That's right. It's Chris Bryant. The Rockies started like eight and two in the 2020 season, which was obviously truncated. People were like, oh my God, they're going to make the playoffs. And they fell off. They do this. They start hard. They start hot. They're good at home. They played, I think, at or above 500 at home last year. And then on the road, they, they're, no, they're no good. Yeah. CJ Crone, I've seen just bats where he is just like, I'm not talking season to season. Like, I mean, you're talking what? He's re- usually around the 250 mark average and home runs, you know. Best he's had is 30. I remember, I remember that. Um, where was it? In the 2018 yeah. season, he came out, he was hitting 250, 30 bombs with Tampa. That's right. But yeah. he has I was actually streaks, surprised man. they didn't keep the guy, honestly, after that. I thought they would have kept him around and, yeah. and paid him a little money. But, um, you know, they have other options, obviously. But Yeah, he um, has these streaks. So, uh, you know what? He's going uh, to hit 30 again this year. Boom, there we go. He's already hit six. He's going to hit a 30. And that, that, that's I mean, he, hit, he, hit, he played in Colorado last year. He hit 28 with 92 ribbies. I feel like so, we're giving everyone pretty, their fantasy fantasy baseball. And hit 281. Lines. I mean, it's pretty he a good year. Pretty, last. pretty good year, actually, right? This yeah. guy's getting paid a lot of money to do that. So, um, yeah, pretty good year. All right, here we go next. We'll go with the first pitcher so far. Another veteran had a really tough year last year. Got traded to the Yankees in the middle of the year, and it was just awful in New yeah. York. Goes, signs a one-year $8 million deal with the Dodgers. Surprises a lot of people. A lot of head nods going, what? Andrew Heaney, off to yeah. a hot start, has yet to give up an earned run. He talked about he, he's developed a new slider, a new grip, or new pair, whatever, in the offseason, right? I will say this, man. When you have that feel and you're getting swings and misses the way he is right now, your confidence goes through the frigging roof, man. Now, he Andrew Heaney's talented. He's always been someone who's held in high regard. Struggled last year. He's probably lost. I'm going to say I'm, I'm buying this, man. I'm, I'm taking this on. I think Andrew Heaney, lefty, like you said, he's with the Angels, Yankees. I watched him a bunch here in the AL West. I, I just think that, and Grant, you can you can speak for this too. When you have that feeling of, like, oh, man, there's my, my not my safety net, but my, my go-to in big counts. And that he, his slider has always been decent, but he obviously lost it. Well, he's got it back now. Confidence goes through the roof, man. Good things happen. Yeah, if he can ride this out um, as long as he can, I think, because um, when he loses that confidence and that slide is not doing what he wants, he, he might be in trouble. But yeah, there, definitely just on that but season, it, it's, it tough, is. it's tough but, to, to keep, keep that kind of numbers, sustaining that kind of numbers for a guy who hasn't done that for a long time, I think. But I mean, I could see him doing it for a couple months 
and then running into a bit of a headwind, you might get slapped around a bit. And then the big thing for me is when he does start getting hit, if he does, yeah, I'll say, say. Get, getting hit around a bit, can he get back that confidence and get back to where he was yeah, and have a pretty right. good year at the end of the year? Because I just that, don't that, see that, him doing this for the rest of the year. Because if he point. does, he wins the side young. Yeah, can, can you anchor on? Yeah, can you anchor on like, oh no, no, hey, I'm all good. I'm just going right back to what I was doing. I'm, I'm. This yeah. is my little cue. Exactly, and doesn't but, go back to old. Convert back to old yeah, things, and then the old things get in his head, and he starts getting in his head. Oh, maybe that was just a fluke. He's got to know himself that hey, that was real. Tyler Matzik talked about that in one of our old episodes when he joined us. But I will say this. Now, if he was doing this going, oh, yeah, I just feel like everything's good. I'm just getting ahead. Or it's just some random answer. No, he's like, no, no, no. This is why. If he has a reason why, difference. That's the difference where a guy's like, no, no, no. This feels amazing. Boom. That's just. Yeah, maybe he's out there. with. He's not thinking too much. He trusts yeah. his stuff. Everything's working for him. And he's just sure. going, let's go on a tear. But he's right, who's next? Who's numbers. next? Who we got? This will be the last guy on our list. I think you've probably heard of him, Albert Pudgels Pujols. Uh, this dude, 40-something years old, hitting 389, 18 at-bats, but he rakes off the of lefties. He's got a couple of homers. Albert Pujols MVP season to finish out his career? 40 bombs? 40 okay, bombs. Grant, you, you can start this one, man. Go for it. So – I think I, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine. And it's going to have a little, I, I did not make the bet, but I was going to have a little gentleman's bet with him. And that bet was uh, he needs 21 home runs to reach 700. And I said, what do you want? He's the over under. And we're just going to have a little gentleman's bet, you know? And I kind of looked at it and I went, I mean, check the home runs. It went down here, 2021, hit 17 last year with 50 rubies. Back in St. Louis, feeling it. 21's not out of reach. So I I kind of said, ah, as, as I'm a little concerned that it's not going to happen, but I got to just stick with stick with my, my gut and just go, he's going to do it. He's just somehow the baseball guys or whatever it is, this guy's going to have a career. And it may, it may come on the last day in St. Louis. I don't know what the schedule is. It's going to be a crazy week in baseball. It's, it's going to just be epic. Um, fans are going to be packed there. They, they might be in the race for the playoffs. They might not. But the players will be packed just waiting for him to hit that 700. So you reckon because he signed back with the, because he signed back with the Cardinals that it's going to happen. I just so feel like it's going to happen. If he, if he had signed with the Baltimore Orioles to do his last <laughs> victory lap, they'd be like, yeah. no, nah, dude, you're hitting nine home runs. Yeah, he would not have done it. Plus, they moved the fences back, so he definitely would have done it. (laughs) I will say this, man. He look. First of all, just because I like the fact that he's back with the Cardinals, I love it. Now he's playing every other day, so he's well rested. But he is moving better. Now I'm not just saying that because he rounded the base. Everyone made a huge song and dance about the other night, scoring a run. But he just when I watched him with the Angels, thrown out by 20 feet. (laughs) (laughs) But when I watched when I watched him with the Angels, like he had that foot injury, he just looked like. He just oh, looked like yeah. he's in pain constantly. He just looks like everything's freed up, I feel like. In terms of getting to 700, the most important thing will be where they are in the playoff picture. Because if they're way out of it or way ahead of their division or the wild card, they'll play them every day to get to that 700. Yeah. But if yeah, they're right in the thick of it and they're going to miss the playoffs by a game or two, that in a weird way will almost hurt his chance of getting to 700. Yeah. Yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. It'd be interesting to know. I mean, hey, he could be a cog in the team that he might be on fire. I mean, we 
you don't know how baseball season is going to play out. I agree with you on that. But at the same time, it can be injuries. He might fill in. He might start playing a lot more than people expected himself as well. It's definitely going to be something to watch out for. Yeah, this is good though, man. 19 home runs. He had 17 yeah. last year. He had 23 in 2019. And then 19, 2018. Right, it's definitely doable. It's doable. it's not out of reach at all. I wouldn't I'm, say I'm, it was a Miguel he's Cabrera. Needs another, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a Miguel Cabrera. He needs another four knocks. Does, he's going to hey, get 3,000 hits. Does he come back another year ball. after this? No. If he doesn't, he's just got no, a divorce. If he finishes on 699, like come back for a week next year and get that 700, then call it quits. That's the only uh, maybe for that reason, but I don't think so. I think he's done. I think he's done. I think he's done regardless. And he's not going to hit 755 and pass that. It's just that's going to take too long. Uh, Well, anyway, this has been good. Albert Pujols, I want to 700 would be a blast, man. But I'm I'm sick of saying base. Baseball doesn't need anything. Baseball is alive and well, man. It has been a fun week. Now, we have got some good guests coming up here. Next couple of weeks joining us. We have to get an umpire on, though. I've spoke to a few people. There's a, there's someone from the front office. I'm not going to give away names from the Minnesota Twins who wants to join us. I've got another coach from the Mariners. A couple of Mariner players who who actually really like the show. Like, oh, I like your podcast. But we do. I know we have a lot of Mariner listeners. We'll get to all the Mariner players, but we do have to spread the love around the league for sure. I want to talk to different. Hear some different voices on this on this podcast. But it's been fun, guys. Any questions you have? Anything you you want us to talk about in the next episode? Feel free, or if you have any guests that you want us to come on hey one more thing too now coey i know you're not on cameo mate but grant grant myself i'm still i've done a bunch of cameos by the way in the last month like a ton i've been doing them all the money is going towards i haven't done any no one's reached out to me mate yeah what's going on because you're too expensive you've raised your price i dropped the price i dropped the price no one reaches out to me so i don't know what's going on but i don't do i'm not on social media like you as much so i suppose that doesn't help you raise your price to five hundred bucks. No wonder. Yeah, right. But uh, but no, reach out to us if you if you want a cameo. Re- hit us up on cameo. The money um, is going towards Lismore, uh, who's been battling not once but twice flood issues. Uh, they've lost everything. The, the far North Coast baseball community have lost everything. So I'm donating all that money towards that. But uh, guys, it's been a blast, man. Good good first week of the season, uh, and we'll catch you guys next week. You guys got anything else before we wrap it up here? Nah, mate. Just wanted to do, uh, say thanks to all the listeners, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, you know being here uh, week in, week out, enjoying talking baseball. Let's do it. Yeah, for sure. It's an absolute blast for me to be able to talk to big league pitchers about the big leagues, and I think it's I love this, and I'm, I hope everyone enjoys it too. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Okay, we're getting kicked off, guys. It's been fun. We will catch you next week right here on the top step. See you, fellas. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Top Step. We got off track, but that's okay. That's why we are doing it. Talking about umpires, talking about pitching inside and everything in between. If you have any questions or anyone or anything you want us to talk about on the next episode, shoot us a message. You can go to www.thetopstep.com. Hit us up on social media at the Top Step Podcast. We will get it on. We'll give you a shout out too. Let us know. Let us know what you got, what you're thinking about, what you want us to discuss. Even if you've got some Australian trivia or if you want to know something about the most epic place in the world down under. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Go click subscribe before you jump off. We'll see you next week right here on the Top Step.
killing them. <laughs>